Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. Welcome. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour. This is the Arts Commission's weekly turn at the microphone here at MPB. I'm Larry Morrissey. I'm one of the staff who is a host here, and you hear me as well as Malcolm White and Melody Moody Thortis. Each week we do an in-depth discussion with a different creative Mississippian. That can be a musician, can be a visual artist, photographer, or someone who helps promote the arts in their community. And today we're going to be talking about dance, uh, modern dance, and all aspects of that with Summer Baldwin, who's a brand new uh, member of our artist roster, statewide directory of professional artists uh, based in Ocean Springs. And I should say we're here at the Mary C. O'Keefe Center uh, using their studio space. Summer, (laughs) thanks for coming up to see us. Thank you for having me. Well, you joined the artist roster this year, this in 2018. Is yes, that right? yeah, okay. I just got on it. So you just got on it, but you've been working here in uh, on the Gulf Coast for several years now, right? Yeah, I moved here about um, six or seven years ago. And you uh, you have a very interesting. Uh, you uh, are a dancer, an, an actress, uh, a choreographer. What else did I leave out? Aerialist? What yeah. Else, what else did um, I leave uh, Teacher, yoga teacher, dance teacher, acting teacher. Okay. You've <laughs> got you got a few things going on. Filmmaker. Filmmaker. Okay, yeah. great. Well, um, what what did you start out with as a as a young person? What? How did you first, was it dance that got you into the arts at first or how did that get started? Yes, definitely dance. I, um, I grew up in a very... Uh, kind of moderate dance training which was good like I went like once a week and then I would do dance competitions maybe like once a year but it wasn't so geared towards competition so much as like conventions where you would go and take class and then you got to compete just kind of for fun I always wanted to dance because I was so afraid of talking in front of people so dance was like this way of expressing myself without having to speak because <laughs> I was very, very quiet. I kind of grew up out in the woods with my parents uh, with no television, and my dad is an artist and my mom was an artist. So, so the arts kinda... life was something that you already saw yes, as, as a kid. Yes, definitely. And well, my sister is also a dancer. So. What kind of arts did your do your parents do? My dad is a visual artist and my mom she does acting and she also did dance when she was younger and some painting as well. Tell me about being out in the in the woods. But where, where where is this at? Um, I grew up in North Florida so it's almost basically South Georgia right on the Florida Georgia line and um, I just lived out on like 32 acres of woods out in the country Um, in a house, a three-story house that my dad and two of his friends actually built themselves. (laughs) You know, very quiet, very, I didn't have a lot of agendas put on me as a child. Like, I would get to go to dance class, um, but I wasn't kind of overscheduled, so I was able to just go outside and play in the woods all day, (laughs) which was really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful kind of like idyllic kind of like storybook kind of thing. Yeah, read, definitely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so when did you kind of get? I mean, a lot of young people take dance. You know, in elementary school, it's kind of a rite of passage in, in a lot of ways. When did you 
take it beyond that? When did you feel like, oh, this is something that really I, I want to do and not just an after-school type of activity? Well, my sister, she went to North Carolina School of the Arts for dance. And so I guess I was in middle school when she went off to college. So, And then she went to NYU Tisch for dance also. So kind of at a young age... I was exposed to experimental dance and modern dance more than I think most kids my age would have been just by the fact that I would go see my sister in her like shows that she did at school because my parents and I would go. So I was kind of exposed to this this idea that dance was much more than just something fun to do, that it was a art form that that really could make you feel just as much as music does, just as much as visual art does, um, which I think was very special for me. So when I went to college, I kind of already had this idea of that dance can be more, but I hadn't really experienced it for myself yet. I had seen it um, from the perspective of an audience member, but I hadn't really felt it so much as a performer. But when I went to college, I started to get more interested in kind of mindfulness with dancing and that being in the present moment with dancing and that that is what kind of reaches across to audience members more so than how high your leg goes when you kick or like how many turns you can do but how present are you on stage was your sister doing modern dance yes in college yeah so (laughs) what when you first went to that as a child what how did was that like Um, have a hard time figuring it out or was it just something you took to right away yeah I think I took to it um right away as far as like accepting it as a perfectly valid form of expression you know I don't think I knew what was going on necessarily I remember one dance where like everyone was just shaking the entire time and there was like this this old house in the background and everyone was like just shaking their bodies. And I remember thinking as a kid, I was like, what is going on? But I think I was interested, you know, it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't scary. It was like this unknown that was kind of cool. So. And so uh, your acting, did that come up before you went to college or was that something that's come later? Uh, I didn't actually start acting until my senior year of high school. Um, And I got cast as Cherry Valance in The Outsiders. (laughs) And um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really want to talk in front of people before that. But I think the part was kind of perfect for me as a person. So I kind of accepted it as, I felt like I learned more about myself through that character. And that was a good way to get into theater as opposed to feeling like I needed to turn into someone else on stage Mm, okay so it was a good way for me to feel comfortable on stage without having to like pretend too much (laughs) just kind of like oh i I understand i know where this character is coming from and i can just build out of myself rather than like yeah i was typecast (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that works well in high school right you know oh yeah i think it works well now too oh sure absolutely absolutely so going into college you had these two strands what one won out, or did you try to do both at the same time? Or? Um, I actually, well, I tried to do both. I went to a theater department 
that you could choose different tracks. Like you could do a performance track, you could do um, a production track, or you could do dance. So I did, got my theater degree with a dance emphasis, basically. So, And even in college, I was mostly dancing all the time. And it finally, like in my, I think, junior or senior year, I got the nerve to kind of audition for a straight play. And um, I got a part in that straight play. And it was just really, it was really fun to just do something different, you know. Um, and I felt more confident on stage by then with all the dance training. You're listening to the Arts Hour on MPB. I'm Larry Morrissey, and our guest today is Summer Baldwin. She's a dancer, actress, choreographer, aerialist based on the Gulf Coast. She's a member of the Arts Commission's artist roster. Well, it makes me wonder, uh, so you had the acting and the dancing. Were you ever, do you, did you ever pursue kind of the musical theater side of things, or is that another? Yeah, I did. Um, I actually, when I moved to New York City, uh, after college, I kind of wanted to merge dance and acting and all of that together, which, you know, kind of lends itself to musical theater. The only problem was is that I would always get past the dance auditions, and I would usually get sort of far with singing, but not not enough to ever really make that a career. Singing was always where I got cut, <laughs> so... Um, I kind of just let that go, and it's very, New York City musical theater world is extremely competitive, and like those auditions are like 500 people are there, and you wait for hours and hours and hours, and I just didn't really, I didn't really like that process, so I actually found this aerial dance company that offered classes in low-flying trapeze, and I was like, well, that sounds really fun. So that's what I decided to do when I when I went to the first class on the low-flying trapeze. I was like, this is it. I found what I want to do. And so that's what I did in New York City was low-flying trapeze mostly. So t- so <laughs> tell me about, I mean, we think of the trapeze as, you know, as a, as a circus thing, and of course there's whatchamacallit um the silks or, like or the, the, the the famous company that the the theater slash kind of oh Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Soleil yeah. who kind of take it you know say it's not just a circus thing it's an art form right, right yeah uh, but how does that where does that where, where does the aerial element fit within the bigger theater world in New York well the company that I found um is actually a modern dance based aerial dance company so it's modern dance but in the air so it they take out a lot of there aren't nearly as many tricks that you learn it's more like creating a modern dance piece but you're using elements of the floor and the air through the trapeze so it's not super high like I would never have a trapeze higher than what I could reach by standing on the floor because you want to use the floor and the air at the same time. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit more experimental, a little bit more abstract than a Cirque du Soleil circus performer. I see. Do. I see. And the and the and the the company is coming out of a a, a modern dance background. Right. The, the, yeah. The All the the performers are yeah. mostly uh, modern dancers that have become interested in aerial work. Well, talk about that as a training. Uh, uh, what, talk about that process because that's, 
You're probably the only uh, trained aerialist, I'm sure, on the Gulf Coast, if not Mississippi. So, <laughs> Well, um, it's very intense. I luckily was this particular company, the, um, the choreographer and the director, Julie Ludwig. She is trained in somatics, so it's called Skinner Release Technique. And so her approach to teaching aerial is actually much more gentle than some. But it's extremely painful because you're on a wooden bar and bare ropes. So you have to, your skin kind of has to get used to rope burns and having pressure from the bar on certain parts of your body where your bones kind of (laughs) go against the bar. But in this way of like learning how to let go and learning how to soften in order to make it look effortless was really helpful in not getting injured. So she was very conscious of not preventing or in preventing in injury um, as opposed to just, here, try this without any sort of background on how to efficiently move your body in the air. Because if, if you don't, then you're definitely going to get injured if you're not very aware and mindful mm-hmm. of what's going on. But I would have... Um, bruises a lot all over my arms because when you practice something over and over and over again to get it right eventually you get bruises and sometimes on the subway going to rehearsal I would have people ask me if I was okay like and I'm like oh no it's fine like I'm doing this to myself basically I'm training to be an aerial dancer so no no sort of like abuse is happening right did the company do its own performances or were you collaborating with other dance group or was you being in, kind of incorporated into bigger shows or I'm just curious about the, the kind of the performance opportunities for this yeah well I started by just going to class and then because she offers weekly classes and and then she over I guess about probably about a year of going to class and I would even like seek out to go to class more than if she was teaching somewhere else, I would make sure that I would go. Um, so she eventually asked me to join her company. So she does the classes, but then she also has her own dance company. They work kind of together. But you don't have to, you don't have to be in the company to take her classes. But then the the aerial is 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 a component of a larger show, or was it all? aerial in terms of like when when they put up a production oh all aerial yeah like um complete modern dance pieces that are aerial okay work and is there a larger are there other companies elsewhere in the world doing this or how how widely it's actually really small yeah (laughs) Yeah, especially the there's lots of circus type type places but as far as like modern dance and aerial there really isn't very many places um there's uh, a place in colorado that has a really great training and there's a company in california called project bandaloop and they actually do harness aerial stuff from the side of cliffs like you hike to the top of a cliff and then do your performance that way or off the side of buildings oh wow but that's more harness but it's, it's a little bit more abstract. We're back on the Arts Hour. Uh, I'm Larry Morrissey, and our guest today is Summer Baldwin. She is a, a dancer, actor, aerialist, choreographer based on the Gulf Coast, and a member of the Arts Commission's artist roster. 
So in addition to the aerial work, what other kinds of, were you doing any, were you doing acting? Were you, what other stuff were you involved in while you were in New York? I, um, I did a little bit of acting. One of the things in New York City that I found somewhat frustrating is that as a person that is clearly interested in many different things, dancing, acting, making films, that it was really difficult to do more than one thing in New York City. Like if you do not do 100% towards the thing that you are doing, you are going to get run over. You are going to get like, because everyone else around you is 100% doing that one thing. So you're going to get left behind. And there's real, hundreds of other people right, who do the same thing, right? So, real quick. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of struggled with having so many interests and being able to fit them all in in New York City. And also, none of my interests necessarily helped pay the bills all that much. So I had to have another job, which I absolutely loved. I was a full-time nanny for three little boys. So that took up a lot of time as well. But I was happy to do that. I loved it. <laughs> So with the, with the aerial group, did you, were the performances all in New York or did you travel at all with that? The ones, when I lived in New York City, all of the ones I did were in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, since moving back to the coast, I've gone back. She's asked me to come back a couple times to continue working. And we went to South Carolina, a college in South Carolina last year. So I've traveled a little bit with them, but actually only since moving here. <laughs> And you've kept up on this. Like, is that something you've obviously you've kept up on? Is that something you can? What kind of space do you have to do? You have to have a custom space for that. Can you do this in a basement? Or I mean, I would assume it has to be pretty specialized. Yeah, that's actually been very difficult. What I do now is there is a gym um, in Ocean Springs that lets me hang my trapeze in there because it's a warehouse. So I really I have to have I beams to hang the trapeze, but it also can't be super high because I have to be able to hang it also. But they let me come in and practice there. So it's not perfect because the floor is like kind of the bouncy like gymnastics um, floor. So that's not ideal, but it, it works well with like staying strong and keeping up with like the technique. What would be the floor or the ideal floor? Just a regular dance floor oh, okay. is is best. <laughs> Gymnastics has too much. Up yeah, and it's down way on too it. much bounce, okay. and it's kind of that carpet feel. So, the aerial that I do is so based on the floor and the air that I need to not have it be carpet so that I can like use the floor to spin and things like oh, that. Oh, because it, so. it's how you control yourself and yeah, stuff is the, exactly. the surface has to be pretty exact, I guess. Right, right? yeah. Okay. You okay. want it pretty smooth, just like a regular stage, like with Marley down is good. So um, you did, like many artists, you did your time in New York, and then it was time to move on. How did, how did you end up coming to the Gulf Coast? Um, I actually met um, the man that I'm married to now. We met at a wedding in Central Park. Oh. And so we dated for like a year and a half long distance. And then I decided to move move here to continue that relationship. And I also was a little bit ready for a change from New York City. I loved New York City, but I like things to be a little bit quieter and a little bit slower paced. 
and this isn't exactly your your home territory, but we're not far. I mean, the Gulf Coast and the Florida Georgia are pretty contiguous, right. so yeah. you're in somewhat similar uh, uh, a familiar kind of uh, yes. cultural zone in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, so talk about you. You're involved with so many things here. Your your resume just kind of goes. You've been able to pursue all of your all of your interests here. It sounds yes, like. I have, and I, that's one reason why I really like it. That I can, um, I really like to allow ideas to sit and marinate. Like I don't. My favorite part of the creative process is kind of the pondering and the just letting ideas bounce around and kind of see where they go. So I feel like having all these different interests and the space to do them all, I allow those ideas in each interest time to do their thing, which is really nice. Well, it seems like since moving here, you've definitely gotten the chance to act more, and that's that you, you've had a lot of opportunities with that, and especially uh, in film and some short films. So yes, talk yeah. a little bit about how you got there. There must there is an active, obviously in New Orleans, very active professional film community, and I, I assume that kind of stretches up this way as well. Yeah, and I started um, how I started getting into film was through New Orleans. So I would just go back and forth to New Orleans. Uh, The first thing that I did was a short film. It was a black and white film noir, and it was called The Dead Man's Number. And that was really one of my favorite projects that I've ever done because I love black and white film. And I actually submitted uh, twice to that because I didn't get a response the first time I submitted. And I was like, well, that can't, I think I'd be pretty good at this part. So I submitted again, which I've never done before. Usually, like if you don't hear back, you don't submit again. But I was like, you know what? Maybe they just didn't see it. (laughs) And so I submitted again and they responded and I got an audition and then I got the part, so. That's great. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about the the film community in terms of being an actor here and, and uh, how that's been and, and, and what you've learned from that experience. Yeah, it's been really good. I, um, I enjoy just submitting to projects that I find interesting. If I was trying to be a full-time actress, I think it would be really difficult because there aren't enough projects in Mississippi that are happening that would be union and that would be, you know, that would be paying you. But if you can travel back and forth to New Orleans, that's obviously where you want to go. But I've had a really wonderful experience so far just because I kind of allowed the time. I don't get too stressed out if I don't get a part in a certain amount of time because I just kind of submit to like, oh, that looks interesting. Maybe I'll contact that director. And the last thing I did was the Cornbread Cosa Nostra with Travis Mills um, here in Mississippi about the Dixie Mafia. (laughs) Oh, cool. Uh, For those of you just tuning in, this is the Arts Hour. I'm Larry Morrissey, and our guest today is Summer Baldwin. She's a dancer, an actor, a choreographer based on the Gulf Coast, and a member of the Arts Commission's artist roster. So let's not leave that title just laying there. Let's (laughs) let's, uh, tell us about this movie. Um, well, Cornbread Cosa Nostra, it's a story about um, the, an FBI agent trying to take down the Dixie Mafia in the 80s. 
Um, so it's kind of based around the true story that happened here, but the names are changed, and it's not exactly the story. It's kind of a fictionalized version of it. Um, and I was kind of the love interest of the FBI agent for the film. But it was fun. It was good. <laughs> was it shot along in the Gulf Coast? On the Gulf yeah, Coast? Yeah, it or? was. Okay. Yeah. And Everything was shot around here. Gulf Coast actors? And, mm-hmm. and yeah. Some from um, northern Mississippi. And so do the, kind of the technical side people, The are these folks, the, the smaller movies you're mo- working on, I'm guessing they're, they're kind of, they have day gigs on some of the bigger TV and film stuff in, in New Orleans, and then this is their kind of getting to do their own thing kind of right, experience. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll talk about, um, I, before I forget, you, you mentioned kind of some of your day job stuff and, and how that, it, it sounds like it can be kind of a creative outlet too, kind of working and teaching younger people. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I love, um, like I mentioned before, um, I was a nanny for three little boys. So I uh, I love children and I love the creative energy that children have, that kind of, they just come in and they're ready to make things and have fun. And so that helps me to keep that inner child and that inner always wondering what something could be. So that's why I love working with children. They kind of keep me on my toes. <laughs> and and Ocean Springs is such an artistic community. It seems like maybe you don't have to explain things to people as much. That, that There's some understanding and acceptance to an artistic expression rather than... Yeah, definitely. I think um, dance in this area is a little bit more geared towards fun dance recitals and dance competitions, which I'm trying to offer another version of dance, um, another option of how dance can be seen and how dance can be made, that you don't, it doesn't have to be in the world of competition. It can be in the world of creativity um, just as easily. And is that, what, what, what kind of grade levels are you kind of doing that specific kind of thing? That- um, I teach two-year-olds all the way up to adults. So most of my kids are in like the four to, I'd say, 10 range. And so how do you kind of talk to them or how do you, how does that kind of creative element manifest itself in your in your classes? What's um, some I ask a lot of questions. Like when I always want their ideas when I go to make a dance with them for their final showcase and things like that. So um, I like to hear like if after this step, what do you think we should do? Like what what's an idea that you have? And we play a lot with improvisation. So I kind of just guide them through moving their bodies in different ways and then seeing what came out and then seeing what they liked from that improvisational exercise and then so does their final they're kind of like the public dance performance at the end of the semester and the parents come are these them kind of doing their own choreography in a way or i'd say some i feel like you still have to kind of give them certain guidelines and things to it's almost like if you keep things too open they get stressed out about it um, like kids do need some sort of structure so I kind of let them play see what they like and then I incorporate what they like into what they learn for the dance but it is kind of me saying okay this is what we're going to do next 
but this was originally your idea. I'm using your idea to make a dance. That's great. I, I, and, and I'm sure that helps really kind of make it a lot more sticky of an activity because they feel their own their own contribution and they're not yeah, just kind definitely. of imitating you as it were. Right. Yeah. I had um, one kid came in one time and I said, what is dance? And they said, oh, it's when you go into a room and you copy what the teacher does. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like dance is you expressing yourself just through movement, like the trees dance and the waves dance. And so go outside and see where dance is outside of the studio. So, and they always have the best ideas. They're always so fun. That sounds like a com- could be a commercial for your class <laughs> right. right there. It's not just follow, you know, following us. <laughs> We're back for the final segment of the Arts Hour. This is Larry Morrissey, and our guest today is Summer Baldwin. She's an actor, a dancer, a choreographer based on the Gulf Coast and a member of the Arts Commission's artist roster. Um, looking at kind of your... Um, artist statement and that is it seems like since you've been on the Gulf Coast you've also had the chance to do a lot of kind of original collaborative original work and collaborative work as a dancer and maybe we could start off with talking about um, Leif Anderson who's one of the Anderson children of Walter Anderson the famous yeah. artist and and a dancer who's who's been around Mississippi for many years and many people may be familiar with her yeah. talk about that that that's a very interesting sound and collaboration yeah um she's one of my favorite dance partners (laughs) uh the first piece that we did together i had called and i left her a message i hadn't really um, met her yet but i called and left her a message to see if she would like to dance with me for the first dance festival that i was trying to start uh, a modern dance festival and she had actually i think she had been um, at an appointment and they had talked about her getting back into dancing that day. So she went home from that appointment and there was my voicemail waiting for her, asking her to dance with me. So it was kind of this beautiful, like everything just aligned for us to dance together. And so I went and we had our first dance date and it was just perfect. It's like we didn't even have to really talk about anything. We could just start dancing and we just knew each other. The first piece was called 40 Years Between Us because we're almost exactly 40 years apart. And um, she has said that, you know, it it feels like she's dancing with her younger self and I feel like I'm dancing with myself um, 40 years from now. So it's really a beautiful, almost just perfect aligning of the stars at the right exact time for two people that would maybe never actually end up dancing together for it just to, for me to move here and she's kind of this Isadora Duncan type person like out in um, dancing in her studio which is something that I feel like I wouldn't have found in New York City so much you kind of stick with your you stick with your group and you stick with your own age group. <laughs> right, right. That, that Those kind of collaborations would, you know, or you would be paying someone and you would be there. Right. Be their understudy. Or right, be, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind yeah. of perfect for me to move here to this specific town. And she happens to be someone that lives here also and has been doing this experimental work with dance her whole life. So tell me how your your collaborative, how does a collaborative work come out? You're both dancers. Just 
walk us through a little bit of the process of developing a piece together. Um, for us specifically, our performances are improv. Oh, okay. So we have, um, we basically have just a basic structure of like, we'll start apart, we'll come together, and then we'll separate. But as far as the steps, that is none of that is um, decided beforehand. It's all in the moment. So she's someone that's really taught me even more about just being present and being mindful. And if you're open to creativity and if you stay open, it will come to you. It's already out there in the world. You just have to open yourself up to it and be available for creativity to happen. That's wonderful. Where have you all performed in public so far? We've done a performance here at the Mary C., and then we've also done one at Walter Anderson Museum of Art. And is this with music, or is it a, a silent thing? Or? We do. We use uh, we use a little bit of both. We've done um, just a little, like, very kind of soft classical pieces to move to, and then moments of silence. And she also sometimes does spoken word with her uh, with her performances as well. What other, what other, um, you've got a bunch of them here, but pick an, another one or two of your original pieces that you've worked on since moving here. Um, one of my favorites is uh, A Loneliness, A Screen Dance, and that's a collaboration with uh, local filmmaker Rachel Searcy. She, um, we met, she used to come to my yoga classes, or she still does come to my yoga classes, and um, her daughters take dance with me. So she's interested in dance, and she's also a filmmaker, and it kind of married all of these things that I love, which is dance, choreography, film, acting, <laughs> all into one thing. So screen dance is kind of this new form of dance where you create a piece of artwork that is meant to be viewed as a film but it is dance. So it's not a documentation of a dance performance on film. It's specifically created and choreographed for the sake of watching it through a screen, which is really this new kind of yeah. medium. So give some for instances of how it would be, you're kind of performing to the camera, I guess, in a way, rather than being the camera sitting in the back of a hall and and recording right, you yeah, on you, a stage. Right. You use um, you use the camera lens kind of as the audience member, which is really interesting because you can move the camera. And in when you're in a theater, you know, if you're an audience member, you can't change seats usually. So it's all from one perspective. Um, so I really love using the camera to like see above a dancer, see to the side of a dancer. And using film in order to tell whatever you want to tell through dance. And so do you, are you in collaboration with the director in terms of like, oh, you know, you know, when I'm doing this, 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 you know, the angle straight ahead or above should be, you know, like, are you helping kind of guide those choices? uh, For this particular one, yes, because we used a loneliness was originally a stage piece that I created, which was about 40 minutes long. And so we took the concept of a loneliness, which is kind of getting overstimulated by social interactions, and then feeling the need to be alone, but then 
if you stay alone for too long, it turns into loneliness and can turn into depression. So it's like this need to be alone, but at the same time, you can't stay alone for too long or it gets real dark. <laughs> so we kind of followed the dancer through that journey. And the piece that I made for the stage was about 40 minutes, but film is so much quicker, like our brains um, kind of catch on to film much quicker because it's everywhere. So the film was about seven and a half minutes long, but we kind of took that concept. She helped me. We together kind of figured out what the shots should be, but since she's a filmmaker, she knew kind of what angles would look the best and like what to do with light and things like that, which is all new to me. So it was a really, it was a perfect, perfect partnership for what we wanted to create. And in terms of the recording of it, were you kind of stopping and starting or were you just doing the piece and she was capturing it or were you like... Oh, we did a lot of stops and starts and okay. we had, um, you know, it was like a, a regular shoot. We didn't necessarily shoot it in order as the uh, of what the film, the final film is. So there's moments where I'm at the beach dancing at sunrise and then there's moments where I'm outside of a house and there's moments where I'm like inside of a... We kind of created this... We shot it actually in her closet. We put like black um, cloth up all around me so that it looked like completely black and used blue lights to kind of create a whole different look for each different part of the journey that the dancer was having. Wow, that sounds, I wanna see this, I wanna see this. <laughs> You're listening to the Arts Hour and our guest today is Summer Baldwin. She's in. A dancer, actor, choreographer, now a collaborative filmmaker <laughs> uh, based on the Gulf Coast. Uh, before we, we finish out, though, we need to talk about the, the dance festival that you helped found, fund here yes. and that's going to be coming up in the spring. Yeah, so um, the festival is called Coast Dance Fest, and it is going to be March 30th at the Mary C. And we have dancers from New Orleans and Hattiesburg and also local um, Gulf Coast dancers coming to perform to teach class and I also incorporate a young artist showcase where kids that are like 17 and younger so high school and middle school usually they can submit their own choreography and be in the show as well which is really I love um, seeing what the younger kids have to have to show us as far as their work is concerned and, and the and the focus is contemporary modern dance, yeah it's right? kind of contemporary modern i'd say uh -oh. well talk about do you have anybody booked yet that you can talk about in terms of examples of who who will be some of your performers or is that still in uh process? we have um known mass from new orleans is coming and they're improv based so it'll be an improv um performance and then Leaf and I should be doing something again. And then we have some dancers from Hub City Dance, and that is in Hattiesburg. Mm -hmm. They're coming down. Great. So like a, a real regional kind of, which I think is important to kind of, these people get to meet each other and see yeah, each other's definitely. work. And, and that helps kind of build potential collaboration and yeah, those kind of things. Yeah. You no, know you're not the only ones out right, there. Right, because it's such a small um, small group of people, really anywhere, even in big cities, like the modern dance community is pretty small. So it's nice to come together and to share what we're all working on and to support each other. 
again, not to have it be, it's not a competition, it's a sharing. So, so you've got the, the, the film that you've completed, you've got the, the dance festival. Do you have other kind of stuff that you're working on, right, that's kind of in process? I do. I have a, a new piece that um, is kind of in the beginning stages of just bouncing around in my mind. <laughs> um, but it's going to include a dance film and a live dance at the same time. So I have footage that I went to Oregon, a friend of mine, um, who also did the music for the film, the screen dance. I went to Oregon and we shot some some really beautiful footage um, on the beach. And so I'm going to use things like that with new choreography that I make for the stage and somehow merge them together. <laughs> so will it be kind of live film or will they kind of coexist you think, I think or? though I would like them to coexist together almost like a multimedia performance where it includes live dance and filmed dance but they're put together in a way that you're viewing it as one piece oh so it's almost like they're another it's another performer right on the stage yes. with you so exactly yeah. kind of almost amplifying what you're doing maybe right or? yeah okay yeah it's not the two things aren't separate but shown in the same evening they're shown they're created so that they fit together into one thing yeah and, and you teach yoga as well i do teach yoga there's yes. some creativity <laughs> in that right oh yeah yoga um yoga really helps me to be more creative actually to always focus on mindfulness and being in the present moment i think when people come to see live dance there is an element of meditation that they are experiencing that I hope kind of ripples out into their everyday life. And me as a creator, I want to not only create mindful work, but to consume mindfully, to consume art mindfully. And I, th I guess yoga, in addition to mindfulness, is that kind of uh, learning your body and, and, and maybe it's an entry point for some people who are maybe not dance fans, but just learning that, 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 that element, yeah, the, the exactly. physical element. Right. Um, to tune into what is physically happening, what is mentally happening and what's emotionally happening. That's kind of all of what yoga is, is union with all of those, not just to stretch, but to stretch with noticing your feelings and also your thoughts. There's got to be some, if somebody hasn't already done it, I'm, I'm not, I'm sure I'm not thinking up a new idea here to like figure out a way to get the, all the yoga people to the modern dance performances. Right. You know? Well, actually a lot, um, a lot did come for the, for the first one that we had because Maura Anderson is who I teach with and who I studied with and that's Leif Anderson's daughter. So a lot of the people that I met through the yoga studio here at River Rock Yoga also came to the dance performance Good. and they both they both inform each other and I think um, people feel that dance and yoga are kind of these perfect um, marriages <laughs> yeah they bring a lot of things together well thank you so much for for coming and joining and talking with us today really appreciate it for people who want to know more about your work and 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 the things you're involved in tell them where they can go online well, you can go to my personal website, which is summerbaldwin.com. And for more teaching with children, you can go to rockyou2oceansprings.com. Very good. Summer, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Thank